0: Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is David Pedraza. I'm the Program Manager for the Youth Services Department at AVPH. Have my amazing team right here. They'll introduce themselves shortly. But we just want to welcome you and thank you for just joining our podcast, taking time to listen. And we're super excited for this one as we talk about college, career readiness, and just navigating through high school and what that looks like beyond. Um, I know each one of us have different journeys and different paths that we took that got us all right here. So we just wanna be real transparent and share with you what that looks like. So if my team will just introduce themselves and we'll get started, have some fun.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, Glad to see that you dropped by to listen to us. Hopefully you're getting to familiarize um, yourself with our voices uh, by now. But my name is Armand Samioa. I'm a youth support specialist at ABPH.
2: Yeah. And like Armand and David said, appreciate you guys listening. My name is Melissa Camacho. Also, youth support specialist at AVPH.
0: So so what's the real quick, we're just going to run this through our team real quick. When you when you hear the word college, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Uh, Totally on the spot right here. Uh, But let's go with you, Melissa. Stress. Stress. That's
2: the first thing that comes to mind.
0: (laughs) That's so true.
1: How about you, Armand? I have to say for me, uh, debt. Yeah. Debt pops up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's real. I, I know for me, I would say time. Time. There's an investment of your time. You both hit on probably the biggest key points in why a lot of people maybe don't go to college. This is why also I didn't go to college for a while because I was stressed out just thinking about it. And I had like five people I feel on each ear telling me, you're gonna obtain all this debt. There's this debt that's just gonna stack up that you'll never pay off for the rest of your life. And that kind of created a barrier for me on not going to college. I know after high school, I didn't go to college for about two and a half years. And then I finally went to a local community college and I wasn't really in the right headspace. I only went because my parents kind of forced me to. I didn't do it because I wanted to. And that's where later on in my college journey, a lot of that transition and that mindset kind of switched from, I felt like I have to, to I need to do this for myself and my future. So how did you get going into college, Melissa? What kind of drove you down that path?
2: Yeah. So for me, I totally feel what you're saying, David, where it's like you kind of go because you feel like you have to go. Um for me my mom was kind of like really pushing for you know college since middle school she's like you guys have to do good cuz you have to go to college and it was mostly like I want you to be a doctor I want you to be in medicine and stuff like that and so it's like that's all I could think about and i think for me high school like i took it serious to an extent but at the same time i was just kind of like oh you know I'm just getting by. My grades aren't bad, but they're not great. And I think senior year, when I started to see all my friends applying to college and starting to do FAFSA and their SATs, I was like, oh, shoot, like, I need to get on that also. And so then I think once we did our SATs, I started applying to colleges. And now when I think back on it, I'm like, it was a little bit unrealistic, the colleges I was applying to. Cause I wasn't, you know, in high school. I wasn't doing the best to say, oh, I'm gonna get into Stanford, and so I was applying to colleges because I'm like, this is probably what my mom wants me to go to. And then when I was getting, you know, rejection letters, it was really discouraging because I'm like, all my friends are getting into all these good colleges and stuff. Um, and so I did end up getting to to CSUN, and that's where I ended up going right out of high school. And again. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew that I had to be there. And I share this with a lot of people where it's like, I got really lucky with how my college panned out and I kind of figured it out along the way. But when I first started, I was like, I'm just here because I was told to be here.
0: Yeah, you you touched on something really um, unique also that I didn't know we would get into right now, but there's also cultural expectations for people that are going into college, me being a Latino. And I was kind of expected to actually go into the military because my father was in the military. I kind of had my life planned out and mapped out by other people than myself. So even that expectation can be very stressful. Even how you talked about the college letters, that right there, Melissa, is why I did not apply to college in high school because I already had a defeated mindset where I was expecting rejection letters and that was not healthy. That wasn't healthy at all, but that's what froze me. I, I froze even with the SATs you mentioned. I had such bad test anxiety that never got identified in high school or middle school where you mentioned SAT to me. I am running the opposite way when everyone's running to it to sign up. Cause they're all excited. I never took the SAT. And that was because I never knew I had test anxiety. So even looking at that now, I think, is SAT really a good standard of where people are? Is that kind of a good way to find out where 100% of the youth population is for college? Or can we even look at that and kind of revamp that? What does that look like?
2: Yeah, and I feel like that's something, too, that a lot of students in high school don't really get it doesn't get talked about where it's like you might not be doing great on tests because it's an anxiety and it really becomes like when I start explaining it to clients where I'm like well when you see people get up and turn in their tests how does that make you feel or the quiet of the room how does that make you feel and stuff and then they're like oh shoot you know like I'm anxious and so then I'm not scoring as high but everything else I'm doing great at and so yeah
0: yeah even our yearly trainings that we get here at AVPH It might be like mandated reporter or um, HIPAA training. At the end of it, I know it's so simple. I get anxiety over the final exam on those trainings. That's how bad I am with tests. I, I have to work through these motions of telling myself, okay, breathe, do one question at a time, relax. Everyone else is doing this exam. My team is doing this. I got this, but that, that's how bad my test anxiety is, just to let you know. When I hear a test, it's rough. When I went to medical school and I was doing all these different tests for ALS, um, CPR, my EMT, pre-medic um, tests, I was freaking out. I thought there was no way I can do this. I, then I went to a mindset of, I don't deserve this. I started telling myself all these lies that just built up but I just fabricated an excuse in my head why not to take it and why it's okay to fail that was really what I did because I didn't realize what I was going through at the time but college was very intimidating for me to think right out of high school I just wasn't ready for that I saw the end of high school as a vacation which is not healthy because that vacation can get extended <laughs> into the longest spring break ever. Yeah. So I don't recommend that, but I just wasn't ready. It was more of like an expectation put on me by my family and I didn't know what I wanted to be. And yeah. even that right there is pressure. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Uh, what career are you going to, what career path are you going to take? There's just so many questions that young people face. It's it's crazy to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny that you mentioned that too, David. Where it's like the whole taking a break right out of high school, and a lot of people are like don't do that. Don't do that. But I think it's very. It depends on the type of person you are. Because there's people who can take a year or two years break. But then they set themselves up for that third year. I'm going back and they're good for it. And then there's other people are like, I'm going to go back. And then it never happens. And so I think it really depends because sometimes kids are burnt out by the end of high school. You know, they're like super burnt out. They did all the work for high school. Maybe they even prepped for college, but they're just like setting themselves up to fail if they're burnt out going into another four or five years of college. So I think it's like really subjective on like each individual for them to either succeed or fail with what they want to do.
0: Especially the last two years, how you mentioned burnout, Th- those last two years, two plus years was not something that was planned by them. It wasn't something that was mapped out. Definitely through a wrench and everything. But even looking at that, like they're still recovering from that right now. We hear from high school administrators, educators, family members, young, the younger people hit a burnout rate. A lot of them, mm-hmm. you know, not a hundred percent of them, but a lot of them hit that. So when they're just trying to find some normalcy, how do we even go into a conversation of college at this time? But we could definitely dive into that. I want to go to Armand. Armand, what, what did your journey looked like after high school were you thinking college um where was your mindset at and what were people telling you to do
1: well for me I think there's a common theme here I think it was it was mostly my mom pushing me (laughs) to go (laughs) to college and I kind of felt like you like like you David like I wasn't sure what I wanted to do exactly um you know I i knew i wanted to go to college but i just didn't know what exactly you know to pursue a degree in Mm -hmm. so you know i didn't take a break after high school and i think that was a good thing Um, and like melissa said like in high school i I took school serious but i feel like i didn't push myself um Mm -hmm. you know as much as i as much as i could have and it, it wasn't until college that I really, you know, really applied myself and uh, was just trying to, you know, get the best grades that I could. Um, And honestly, you know, being transparent that that reason why I was pushing myself uh, was because of my my daughter. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know, I kind of just changed, like, I, I didn't get in trouble in school, but I just, you know, I was just doing enough to, to get by. Mm -hmm. And then college, it was like, okay, I, you know, I want to set a good example for my daughter, you know, I want to be able to get a good job. But still, you know, even though I was in, you know, the local college here, Antelope Valley College, I, I still feel like I didn't know exactly. So that kind of led me to get it was kind of like a general degree. I don't know if you've heard it, like, it's like associates of Mm -hmm. letters arts and sciences so it's kind of like a general so I was like even though I don't know what direction Mm -hmm. it'll still help me to pursue a a degree and have that in order to you know find out what I still want to do and it'll just help me to get a a good job in the meantime Mm -hmm. but I, I think not taking that break helped because like you said Melissa I think that just You know, it can work for some people, but, um, you know, if you don't have that discipline, it just, it might just set you up for failure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you you mentioned you weren't the best high school student and I can partner with you on that. I'm nothing I'm proud of, but it's just where I was. I didn't have that mentor. I didn't have that healthy community around me also. And that's something you want to look at as a young person who's in your community, who's surrounding Mm -hmm. you. Um, Are people building you up or tearing you down? I know for me, when I was younger, I loved the movie, Jerry Maguire. I don't know if you've seen that might be past (laughs) your time. I don't know, but Jerry Maguire, I remember Tom Cruise would just come in the room and he was yelling out, who's coming with me? And he was pulling all the agents from uh, the law firm that were representing athletes. And only one went with him. And that just inspired me so much where I was like, I want to be a sports agent. Mm because I want to one day do that. I want to create something where people enjoy coming to work where they just love where they're at. And I didn't realize all that it took. I didn't realize the schooling. I didn't know to be a sports agent. You also got to become a lawyer so that you can learn about the laws. Yeah. It's crazy. A lot of people don't because they have more money. Like you look at Jay Z who represents athletes. He doesn't have a law degree technically but he has the people in place that he could financially pay to handle that part of it. Right. But I remember I told my friends, I want to be a sports agent and this is the community I was around. They all laughed at me They They were telling me you can't do that. Um, it's not possible. They were the kind of people that when, whenever someone would come up and say, I want to be an NBA or NFL or be a famous musician or artist, they would laugh and say, you can't do that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's because they didn't have dreams of their own that they didn't they didn't believe in, so they had to knock others down. Mm-hmm. But surrounding yourself with healthy community that'll boost you up a little bit more and launch you into that next part of your life is so vital. And I think if I had that community, maybe I would have went to college right out of high school. Maybe I would have got my master's degree really early. Maybe I would have started my own organization or business, you know, early on. Maybe something like that would have happened, but I defeated myself all the way back from sixth grade. I just didn't believe in myself. And that led into high school because I didn't talk about it. So in high school, senior year came, everyone's having fun, getting ready for college. They got their acceptance letters from Cal State Northridge, like Melissa and other places, which is awesome. And here I am, 90 credits, 95 credits behind my senior year. So I'm going through zero through six period. I'm at school at 5.30 a.m., which is crazy. I I owe that teacher a gift. If you're out there and you were the teacher that met me at school at 5.30 (laughs) a.m., reach out to me. I owe you a breakfast, Starbucks, or something. But I remember I was there all that time. By the time six period came, I was done. I was exhausted. Then I would go home for an hour, do my homework. I would come back every night for independent study. And then I would... From independent study I would go to night school Dang. and then every other Saturday I believe I would be in the gymnasium doing work
3: mm-hmm.
0: all the way up until the day pretty much the week of graduation I found out I was graduating my counselor pulled me the office and she's like you did it and she was she didn't say you did it because she was celebrating she said it because she couldn't believe that I did that yeah and I remember I just started bawling right there And I, the thing that motivated me wasn't the greatest thing that to motivate, but I needed some kind of motivation. My parents said, if you don't graduate on time, you do not get your license or a car. So I took that (laughs) and I mean, what is your car and your license as a young person? It's, it represents freedom. It represents everything level of life. Yeah. So that motivated me. But when a lot of youth tell me, you know, I can't do this, this is hard, I just really try to be real with them and just say, you know, I I don't know exactly what you're going through. I can show def, definitely be empathetic for other surrounding factors. Mm-hmm. But as far as the educational part, being behind, I definitely believe in the younger generation. If I could do that from a position of not ever being motivated and just doubting myself intentionally, uh, I believe people can do great things, even even really set themselves up for a great comeback story in high school and beyond.
2: Yeah. And you know with you saying that like uh, something that I'd like to share with people is like sometimes people's journeys are really easy and sometimes others are really hard. And so it's like where there's a will, there's a way and it might not be the easiest way or the quickest way, but if you really want something, and you kind of put your mind to it, then, you know, the possibilities are endless.
0: 100%, I completely agree.
1: Yeah, and I think the the important takeaway is, you know, whatever you want to pursue, you're definitely going to have to put in that work. Mm -hmm. Because like you were saying, David, uh, you know, for me in high school, there was a time where I went to an alternate school and, you know, I was behind on credits and, uh, you know, you could either just take it easy at that school and just, you know, like do the bare minimum or like what I did, I actually took that, that time and just caught up on so many credits and, you know, I was actually ahead. So it, it actually, you know, was a, a blessing in disguise. And then like what I was mentioning earlier, when I, uh, you know, was getting serious with college, you know, there was a time that I needed tutoring
3: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, sometimes just asking for help, that can be, uh, you know, a difficult thing. You don't want to look like, you know, like you don't understand, like you're stupid, you know, like <laughs> there, there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to ask. But, you know, for me, I was like, you know, I'm a father. I have to, you know, I have to pursue this. I want to be successful. And one thing that I remember was the person that was actually tutoring me at the end, I actually got a higher grade than the tutor. And oh, I was wow. like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> I wow. was like, okay. Hey, I was, I was very happy about trying that.
0: to outshine people. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was really, honestly, I was pushing myself. I, I you know, that wasn't my intention, but mm. I was like, Hey, you know, you, you, you really just got to put in that work and that's going to involve some type of sacrifice whether it's you know uh, not watching that show not playing games uh, mm-hmm. you know just focusing on some work it, it's it's really gonna um, take away some type of you know free time that you would usually designate to something else
0: yeah definitely definitely even my senior year, with it being so tough it really took my mom advocating for me and mm-hmm. really going to the school Cause I was already in a shell, hunkered down, trying to lay low, trying to be invisible because I was so embarrassed. All my friends are having fun senior year, you know, Mm -hmm. and my mom really advocated for me and went to the counselor, went to the principal, went to each one of my teachers. Um, My dad took more of a position of just yelling, being upset and not understanding that I had test anxiety or just more. Why aren't you doing this? I, I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't at the time. Um, Myself and another student were the first students at this high school to do the Saturday school. They created it for us because my mom fought for us. My mom fought for me, and it overflowed onto his journey, too, where he needed some help as well, this other student. So I just want to encourage also parents, advocate for your children. Sometimes the conversation needs to go beyond your home. Mm-hmm. And you need to step foot on the campus, and you need to just ask, "Hey, what's going on? How can I help? How can we get on the same page so that ultimately this student walks across the parade deck, yeah, you know and it, it's not even just about that it it's about building up the young person's confidence because if all they see is f's and they don't see their credits going on their report card, then they start to think, what's the purpose, yeah, what, what is all this for?"
1: And I feel like that's a uh, like a cultural thing too. Mm-hmm. I feel like for Hispanic families uh, you know that they made a good decision coming to this country because you know we have a lot more freedoms, but they may not understand everything you know, like the financial aid or mm-hmm. you know what exactly it takes to get into college, but they're just like, you know, go to college <laughs> and but you're kind of left to figure it out on your own kind
2: of way yeah I'm glad you brought that up Armon, because um, I'm a first generation college student and so that whole process of applying for financial aid applying to college even figuring out how to get to do my SATs and stuff it was like I could ask my mom but she would say you know google it ask your counselor or ask a friend and stuff and so it was really just on me to kind of figure all that out and it was really stressful and I don't I think a lot of my friends didn't realize that either because I would ask them like oh what did you put for this or like how did you do this and when I asked about taxes I was like I don't I don't know um and so it was just like a lot of work on my part to even get to be accepted to college or even get financial aid for college because it was like I didn't have anyone to ask all these questions and so and my mom didn't really understand that she kind of understands it now that I explain it to her because she's like oh can you help so and so with college they don't have anyone to help them and I'm like yeah I can I can be that person now but it's like when you're the first person in your family to go to college it's it's hard and in the moment you know parents might get frustrated and they're like you should know how to do this it's like I'm a high school kid (laughs) I, I don't know how to do any of this and so I think it's just really high expectations on kids to kind of just know how to do everything. And, you know, those are things that you learn along the way and skills that you gain with experiences. And so even, you know, maybe you might struggle applying to financial aid or you might struggle applying to colleges and figuring that out. But it's an experience and then you'll know. And then you could tell your parents, you know, I know how to do this now. But, yeah, it was really hard.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Even sitting here at I finished college, I'm definitely grateful for that. And my family definitely supporting me during that period, but financial aid intimidates me still. Mm-hmm. I mean, my wife does most of my financial aid with me, or I probably wouldn't even get approved for financial aid. <laughs> you know, it, it is intimidating, especially when you think about coming straight out of high school, mm-hmm. navigating through all that is so challenging. You know, I, it's definitely great. If you could talk to someone that's been there, like you're saying, Melissa, and I love what we do as a youth department because we actually create opportunities for young people to learn about that.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: What others may see as simple, Oh, just fill out financial aid. Yeah. Okay. I didn't learn tax about taxes when I was in high school, which that could be another podcast because that should be in high school. That Mm -hmm. should be a mandatory graduation requirement. I feel just learning about financial literacy, everything else that goes along with that good credit versus bad credit. But that's another time. But financial aid and all of the paperwork can be very intimidating for people. Yeah. How was yeah, that for you, Armon?
1: Well, luckily my mom did understand that. So she was like like you said <laughs> your wife took care of it, my mom took care of that. And um yeah, because like Melissa was saying, I had no idea. I was just like, okay, I just need to go to school and get good grades. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I got to learn. But um, yeah, I, and I feel like what Melissa said, it wasn't till I actually started doing those things on my own. It's like, okay, like it is doable, but I feel like you just need to get your feet wet mm-hmm. and just really start doing it. And then, you know, you, you pick up those skills. But like you said, I, I really think it should be taught, you know, in high school, because I think, you know, applying for financial aid, all the, the all those legalistic things you need to do to get into college. I feel like that's enough of a barrier and an obstacle where a kid won't go to college that, that they'll just maybe they'll even attempt it and they're just they'll just get so frustrated that they'll just give up, especially if they're already doubting themselves in the first place.
2: yeah. And it's like something that I've talked about with clients in the past also is that high school kind of like does everything for you, where it's like they give you your classes, they tell you when to show up, when to leave, when you're starting, when you're finishing and all this stuff. But college isn't like that. And so it's like college is like you have to be in taking initiative to do all these things because if you don't apply, you don't get in. If you don't apply for financial aid, you don't get any financial aid. If you don't pick your classes, you don't get a schedule. I feel like kids have are having their hands held throughout high school. And then as soon as you know high school graduation is over, they're like, all right, good luck. And it's like there's no training wheel period where they kind of get to get the hang of it before they're kind of just let go. And so I think that kind of sometimes, like Armand said, that sets kids up to fail because they don't expect that. And so I think it's just a reality of transitioning from high school and into college is things do change. It's not just a go and show up. There's a process to it all.
0: Yeah, I I remember from high school to college when I finally went to A.B. college, also Armand, just like you, I was so intimidated. I was actually excited like day one of college. I'm going to do this. Here we go. Let's figure this out. And I sat in the class, day one, the professor expected me to know everything. It was really a reality check for me, where in high school, there's first, what's first week of school in high school? It's really a lot of uh, permission slips, a lot of notes, syllabuses that go out to your parents. In college, it's, all right, test on Friday, here's what we're studying, and then the professor just sits down. That's not every professor but that was my experience Mm
3: -hmm. and I was
0: intimidated and it, it made me feel like I was in high school again. It was like, I was feeling the trauma of high school all again. And it just triggered me back into that state. So luckily fast forward, I realized that in-person was my struggle at the time and sitting for a lecture for an hour plus at a time was just not good for me. My attention span just wasn't there. I just had to leave, I would just zone out. You could ask me what the professor talked about and I wouldn't be able to tell you afterward. That was just where I was. So then I learned about this thing called online college and all of you know, that's the route I took. Uh, Went to Grand Canyon University. All of a sudden I started getting A's because I'm sitting in, in my own home or a Starbucks and I'm doing my homework. I'm in these chat rooms really doing everything I was supposed to do. But there were no other students around me where I was seeing them finish before me that would create anxiety in me. It was me creating my own schedule to complete my assignments. And I graduated with honors, bachelor's and master's. And that was something I never thought I could have done. That was something my parents didn't even think I could do. It was, a, it was just unreal to me. You know, so... It's good for young people to identify is the classroom your holdup. In in college, and I'm not saying you can't overcome that, but in college there's options. There's options where you could do online college. I know ultimately I really wanted to experience that campus life, Mm -hmm. uh, college life, dorm life, 100%. But I wouldn't have succeeded. I would have been kicked out the dorm because of my grades. And online gave me an alternate route of success.
2: Yeah. And I feel like you said online really works for a lot of people. For me, I love online. Oh, my gosh. I love it. The only thing I won't take online is math just because I struggle so much with it.
0: Oh, I'm with you on that. But
2: online is such a benefit because, like you said, you can sit wherever you want to sit and be comfortable doing these things. And not to knock the in-person experience, because, you know, I did my bachelor's in person. It was it was great, you know, but I think the online really offers you a lot more opportunity, um, especially if you learn better on your own. And so I think the past two ish years when kids went online in high school, I think that kind of gave them a little bit of a taste. But since they didn't want that, it might have kind of put a negative connotation on online school but I think you know online is really cool to try and even if you're doing in-person school like on a campus there's classes that that are offered online for you to just kind of try out so I I think everyone should try it for college
0: yeah definitely my next question for both of you is this is really kind of a hot topic with a lot of families I'm just going to bring it up though is college a must for a hundred percent of young people is college a must? Why or why not? So, Don't worry, yeah. you won't be in trouble. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, mean, I kind of say no and this is this is what I was thinking when we were talking earlier because um, I feel like when I went to college, it was kind of set up like that like you're either going to start working or you're you just go to a college, but I feel like now there's, uh, there's always been entrepreneurs, but I feel like it's on the rise, like, like never before. And there's so much that you can do, like, you know, from home, like, uh, like, you know, we're working from home right now, and it's successful. Mm -hmm. But there's just so much you can do, you know, utilizing social media, um, the internet, YouTube, whatever it may be. Um, I just feel like college is You know, it's not the only option. It's a good option for sure. I mean, uh, like you said, you know, about online, uh, you know, I can say I I love online, too. I I received my bachelor's through um, uh, University of Phoenix online. And that was a great experience because, you know, like you said, I felt comfortable in my own setting. And, uh, you know, I was able to go to work to support my family. So, you know, there was it was a no brainer for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that there's there's so many more options that are open to to not only kids, you know, adults. I just feel like uh, it's not the only option.
0: And, and I, I think that becomes like a hostile conversation almost sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And let, let me tell you, our youth department supports college. We definitely support the success of young people. But I think that's been a really touchy conversation because. I think it's over time we just kind of serve this traditional mindset Mm -hmm. where it's college or nothing. And if you don't go to college, you will not be successful.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And Arma, you touched on some really great things about social media. I I know multiple people that didn't go to college and they got internships with software companies. They got internships with production companies. Mm -hmm. They might've started at the bottom, but they worked their way to the top. And they got some jobs that even a college degree can't get, you know, obviously if you're going to go be a doctor or something, yeah. You know what? you got to go to college, but there's so many opp. Please go to college. I don't want you hurting anyone. (laughs) I don't want you writing a prescription for stuff that don't work, but it's just, it's so different. Now there's opportunities. You can email and represent yourself to a CEO of a company and just, let them know i'm I'm a motivated person i just want to learn under you will you just mentor me i'll work for free for a year and that your investment will turn around and it'll pay itself forward to you where eventually you'll be working for their company you know but it takes you if you're going to go that route you got to really think beyond your norm Mm -hmm. of what that looks like you have to reach out to those big time ceos you got to reach out to those cfos you got to reach out to those directors and the worst case scenario, I always tell everyone, sometimes people say, well, why, why do you go so big? Worst thing people can do is say no.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. So if you've developed an understanding that it's okay to receive a no at times, then you're going to be okay because you're going to send the next letter out and you're eventually going to get that amazing internship with Google, Amazon, whatever you're looking at or Sony. It can happen. It's a possibility in entrepreneurship right now. And I think
1: it's important, you know, even though we're saying, you know, there's different options, you're, you're still going to have to put in that, that hard work. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of effort. You know, there's people out there that can, uh, you know, get big really quick. And I think it's healthy to have, you know, realistic, realistic expectations about that. Um, But, you know, it's, It's never not going to take hard work.
0: I think a lot of young people see the final result of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You touched Mm -hmm. on it, Armand, how you got to put in work. Mm -hmm. And we see that end result because we're so social media driven, Mm -hmm. where we just see the glamour, we see the filters, we see the celebrations, we see the successful stories of an organization or a company or an influencer, but we don't see the hard work. Yeah. So when you get that note, it's important to know, keep going. It wasn't easy for that one. You're trying to be like either, Yeah. you know, you you gotta keep working. Don't expect that handout. Sometimes that happens. You know what? Awesome. Uh, count your blessings on that. That's amazing. But, Mm. uh, it takes hard work. It takes dedication. It takes consistency. It takes vision it takes a healthy community around you to bump you up and promote you to another level mentally. You know, it takes a lot. It's not just give it to me. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. hard work. So yeah, thank you for touching on that, Armand. That's real. Yeah.
2: No, I, I have to agree. Um, I think when I first started college and then finished college, I, I was in that mindset where like, oh, you have to go to college. Like it's, it's a must. Oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) what are you going to do if you don't go to college and stuff? And I think it was because I was so like almost trained to think that college was it, like it was college or nothing. And it wasn't until I finished my bachelor's and started working with young people that I realized, you know, like there's a lot of opportunities outside of college, you know, whether that be you want to join the military you know, start your own business, do social media. Like you guys said, there's a lot of options out there. And I just think that for people who get offended uh, with this conversation, I think it's because college feels like a safe bet. And so especially for parents, when they're thinking about their children's future, it's like college is safe. You know, like you're going to get a degree at the end of college and you're more likely to get a job if you have a degree And so that thinking kind of like boxes them in where they're like, I want something where my child has a higher chance of being successful and a lower chance of failing. And so I think with being a self-starter and starting your own business, there's, you know, of course a lot more risk to it because it's, you're putting all your eggs in a basket and you're hoping that it works out. And, you know, sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't and, that's just the way that self-starting businesses are. But it's like college isn't always a for sure thing for people. You know, there's plenty of people who get degrees and never use them because it's not what they wanted to do. And that was my fear when I did my bachelor's was I chose a degree at random. I saw a name on a list and I was like, that sounds cool. I'll do that. And so I was too nervous throughout the four years to even change my major And so I just kind of went with it. And I was so worried that I was going to finish college and not even use that degree. And so I think that's something that a lot of people get stuck in where it's like, well, if I go to college, I'm going to just do something random and hope that it works out. And then it ends up being like a a useless degree because it's not what you enjoy. Um, And so I think college is for people who want to do that. And sometimes that journey starts later on in life. You know, sometimes people don't go to college until you know their 30s their 40s and stuff like that and i just think it's life's path where it takes you through a lot of directions and when it's your time to do something it's your time so
0: you touched on a really great point and i googled this really quick while you said how a lot of college graduates do not use their degree mm-hmm. and this number i found is really alarming right now <laughs> and i'm not sure if Maybe their their interests just changed, their goals change. You know, I believe there is some success to this, where maybe they kind of use their degree as a launching pad to get in to a certain position and then promote to another. So I don't think the number speaks for all the success within it that we might not see. But
1: um, you have me in suspense, David. As as I <laughs> I know
0: we're gonna go to commercial now, everybody. <laughs> as I googled it, it said thirty eight point six. Percent of college graduates in the US do not use their degree. I expected this number to be like Mm -hmm. 9.4, 7.5, because that itself is still a big number.
3: Yeah.
0: When you look at college graduates, but to talk about 38.6 percent of college graduates don't even use that specific degree they got, that is mind blowing to me. But at the same time, I don't think it all has to be a negative. Maybe they used it to launch themselves into a position to obtain another position. Success paths, they change all the time. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: As we look at ours and we talk about ours, um, I'm sure probably about 10 years ago, if we think back, we probably would have never thought we would be hosting a podcast, working for a youth department, supporting young people. We probably never would have thought this. I know I wouldn't have, I had goals and everything, but it never looked like this. But at the same time, you appreciate the journey and I'm thankful for this. I'm I'm grateful I went to college. I'm grateful I have these degrees. Mm -hmm. I believe it helps create the person that you are sometimes to this day. Coming from high school where I doubted myself, I didn't believe in myself, going through college showed me I'm capable. It showed me I'm able to do something bigger then everyone said I couldn't do something, you know? I don't regret my college journey. The only thing I regret is I wish I did it sooner. That I think that's it. I wish I nailed it all a lot sooner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, That that's interesting, David, because what I was saying before, like my mom was just, you know, encouraging, like, okay, you got to go to college. And I was like, you know, I got the degree, I was... I was proud of myself. I was happy that I was successful. But at the same time, I was like, okay, how can I use this to, mm-hmm. you know, in my career? And, you know, for me, my personal experience, it was still difficult, even with my bachelor's to get a job in mm-hmm. the AB. It was it was very difficult. And even when I had, um, you know, when I did find an employment, I, I wasn't using my degrees. Mm-hmm. I feel like it helped because it's on my resume and they see the employer sees that you know okay uh th- this person's committed they finished school uh they have a degree but I was like okay, I'm not really using it yeah you know so th- that that is frustrating and th- like you said it's amazing how life works because working here at AVPH, <laughs> The, the only reason why I got here was because I was a part of the TSE program for the for the county. So it wasn't even like me applying this on my own. I was actually just introduced to it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, now that I work with the youth department, it's, you know, I feel like this is my most fulfilling job, mm-hmm. like something I'm doing, it's actually making an impact. So I, I, I just want to encourage everyone that's, you know, it's not always a straight path Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 ups and downs Uh, maybe you have a change of heart but you know like where i'm at now you know i'm i'm happy with my job and and it is fulfilling but i also you know i still want to pursue some type of education i'm still i'm still trying to figure that out but um i i just think it's important to 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 not set a limit for yourself you know you can you can always keep growing
2: Yeah. And with that, I mean, not knowing what you want to do with career and stuff, you obviously it's stressful to choose a major and say, am I going to actually use this degree in the future? And so something that I tell a lot of people is, you know, you have your first two years of college. If you choose college to kind of really start to figure that out. And so kind of ease up the pressure on yourself as a senior in high school trying to say this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life because sometimes maybe you're really solid in that moment of what you want to do for the rest of your life but then you start doing it and then you realize I want to do something different and maybe you choose career paths like differently change them a couple of times because like you guys said it's not a straight path you know life takes you through a lot of ups and downs and you can change your mind you're human it's normal.
1: Yeah, yeah. You reminded me of. Uh, I've had a couple clients when uh, you know, they're they're in high school, and uh, you know, I, I just ask them, you know, what they have in mind, like for a career, if they know, and and some of them said, you know, like I don't know, and I just I just tell them that that's okay, you know, because sometimes they feel, um, like in these in this uh, instance, they do feel that pressure. So I'm just I just try to tell them, you know, like you are young, like you, you have time to figure that out, you know, like you're still in high school and it, it is a real pressure that they feel.
2: Yeah, those I don't knows and stuff can probably be very frustrating for parents. And I'm speaking about this as not a parent. But, you know, even when I speak to my siblings and they tell me I don't know, I, initially I get frustrated and I'm like, how do you not know? And so I can't even imagine how parents must feel when it's like, how do you not know what you want for your life? But we have to take a step back and kind of be like, okay, sometimes those I don't knows are just fillers for as they're figuring it out because it's a lot easier to say, I don't know, than I'm figuring it out. And so I just think it's important to really give them that space when they're saying, I don't know, not to take it like so personally and kind of just allow them to figure that out. And not stress them and pressure them even more.
1: And and you never know. Maybe they do know, but they just feel embarrassed to tell you what mm-hmm. they really are, you know, driven to do. Yeah. Because they don't know how that person's gonna take it.
0: Scared of rejection. Mm-hmm. Scared yeah. of someone yelling across the room, you can't do that. Yes. Or or someone just kind of listing out all the little baby steps to get there, which can be stressful in itself. Well, if you're going to do this, you got to do this, 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 mm-hmm. and that's, that's can very be so stressful. <laughs> you know, how about we just talk about step one?
3: Yeah.
0: Let's just <laughs> focus on one step. So I know myself as a parent, I really do try to promote this part like in my own home with my daughter. And I'll ask her every now and then, what do you want to be? And sometimes it changes. I don't put any pressure on her. And I say, you have time to figure it out. You know, whatever you want to do. If you want to go to college, you want to be an entrepreneur. She has a very entrepreneur mindset, Mm -hmm. but she also has an appreciation for college because her mother and I uh, both got our degrees in college. So she sees that, Mm -hmm. but we also don't hold it above her head to say, this is a standard. Mm -hmm. We say, you know, be successful for yourself and your future. You know, don't do it because we did it one way. And I think that's what a lot of people need to understand is everyone's story looks different and that's completely okay. But how do we set them up for success even beyond our expectation as parents? And that is tough for a lot of parents. If I was to share that with my parents and say that, I might be kicked out the house because they might say, well, if you don't live up to this, then you're a disappointment. Mm-hmm. or you're not living up to the standard and for all young people out there, you are not a disappointment at all. Take your time, mm-hmm. figure it out. Whatever you decide, the goal is that you're going to, you love it so much. You're willing to do it the rest of your life.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's how much you want to love what you do. Me. I love working with young people. I couldn't picture myself doing anything else. When I talk about doing something else, it's just bigger, Like, how do we do something bigger and Mm -hmm. new and fresh supporting young people? But it always involves young people because a lot of us never had that person that helped them, you know, or we had people nudging us in the back and just saying, you got to do this. You got to do that. But as parents, guardians, family members, just take that pressure off of them. Mm -hmm. They live in a world where all the world's troubles are at the fingertips of their phone. Mm -hmm. and they see it on social media, what's going on in the world. They see the filters on Instagram, how they should look, how they should live, how they should dress the next shoe drop that they should have, or they're (laughs) not a cool kid. You know, there's all kinds of pressures that I never understood, you know, when I was younger because I didn't have all this on my cell phone, but they live in a different world and we need to realize that. So if we could pull one pressure off of them, let's turn that and flip it into encouragement to just motivate them to be the best version of themselves, which they'll in turn achieve something great. And it might be going to college, it might be starting their, the next Fortune 500 company, you never know, mm-hmm. but that's where we're at. So I would say, let's just take the pressure off of young people. And instead of pressuring them, let's motivate them. So just going around in a circle, What would you say to young people as they're thinking about college, as they're thinking about their future, entrepreneur versus college? I'll go ahead and start real quick. For those young people, I would just say, take your time. Life's a journey, like Armand said, there's ups and downs and surround yourself with good community and don't put unreal expectations on yourself and love what you do. You don't wanna wake up just because you gotta go clock in. You want to love what you do. You want to have a passion for it and understand the difference between a job and a career. Mm -hmm. If you're working at Chipotle, be the best Chipotle worker ever. Give me that extra chicken, (laughs) you know, (laughs) when I go through, but understand that's a job. That's your job. But if you turn it into a career, awesome. You go up the corporate ladder and now you're running at Chipotle. Great. But understand the difference between a job and a career and take baby steps, create steps of success for yourself. How about you, Melissa?
2: Yeah, I think I would kind of echo what you said is take your time. I mean, we have so much time ahead of us, especially as high school students, that really, there's no rush for you to know exactly what you want to do. If that's taking a year off before you go to college, if that's you know, taking a year off and then deciding you want to start a business instead of going to college, so be it. If you're an artist, musician and stuff, and you want to pursue arts, it's you know, people try to discourage it, but it's like it's possible, it's doable, and if you enjoy it, it's something that you should pursue. And I just think that take your time and really know yourself and figure yourself out rather than letting others – Put voices in your head telling you what to do, what not to do, because then you're not really doing it for yourself. You're doing it for others, and so I, I think it's important to really put yourself first, especially when deciding such massive life changing, you know, steps.
1: Yeah, and I just want to echo what you're saying. Uh, I I just think it's important to, you know, research all the areas that that you're you're interested in. Uh, you know, if if you're not really sure research those different, you know, what those different options could be, it, you know, if you were to work, if you were to get in some type of trade, um, if you were to, you know, go into college, you know, research everything so you can have it written out. Uh, something that I've, you know, learned that something that's helped me a lot is is writing down a list. You know, when once you visualize it, it it's easier to To um to put it into action, and I think it's important to especially like you mentioned, Melissa. Like if you're into music, if you're into yeah whatever it may be, I think it's important to get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I found that with a lot of clients, you know, encourage them to do things. Uh, They were uncomfortable, but once they did it, they they were they were happy that they were a part of that experience and. I have to say doing this podcast this is getting out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. but every time we do it I'm glad I did it Mm -hmm. so I just you know sometimes getting out of your comfort zone really um, really builds your character Mm -hmm. and just really take the time to to do what you want to do like working with kids you know that's my passion and that it's the most happy I've ever been so uh, if you're really just doing, you know, a job because someone said or because it looks good, you know, you're, you're not going to be happy. So I would definitely say find, you know, what what drives you and, and you'll you'll be happy with that.
0: Yeah, definitely. This was a very fun time. Very cool conversation. Might need to go into a second one, just like our <laughs> social media one. And if you didn't hear that one, check that one out. But just remember, young people. Take the pressure off yourself. And remember, no or shut doors does not mean that you're not enough or you're not capable. It just means you're not knocking on the right door at that time. Mm-hmm. So keep going. Build those steps of success. If you want to reach out to us, um, please reach out to myself, Melissa or Armon at AVPH. Follow our Instagram, Facebook group, and we would love to chat with you. Or if you want to be on a future podcast, let us know. We would love to have you as a guest. But thank you all, we appreciate you and do great things out in that city.